Alright Matthew, welcome to episode 57 of the Performance Advantage podcast. This week we're making a training plan for Steve, the hypothetical imaginary mountain bike runner. So this is going to be a fun way for us to engage with you guys, we'll make the plan available. But anyway, before we get into it we have a bit of a catch up and obviously shout out to our sponsors, Smart MTB Training and the Endurance Training Hub self-coaching software to help you become a better athlete go on check that out there's a lot of stuff going on with webinars and training plans and features with integration with training peaks just check it out anyway let's uh let's get on with the show so matt you you're back ripping the trails i've seen you getting pretty hard on Strava now you need to be in the top 10 if you want to see if you want to see for free (laughs) I haven't looked at Strava uh since the new thing where you have to pay I'm I haven't paid but luckily I got in there and did my video analysis comparing Strava to Training Peaks to Breakace before I actually had to start paying for Strava that was pretty good um but yeah it's the trails have been great it's just been awesome and back on the road bike and it's colder now so i haven't been like like yeah i'm gonna go road riding with no wind and in the sun because it's like winter kit now but like i get out there and it just it feels so nice to be out there put a podcast on and get some <laughs> exercise yeah this has been pretty good yeah nice um yeah well when did we record last oh man i did a 12k time trial so this was like the big test to see if i was going to um you know have lost all of my fitness after two weeks off you didn't <laughs> and did you? i didn't wow. nah um so it wasn't like lightning quick it didn't blow you know didn't blow my pb out of the water um it was as expected right like i did so i did a 10 kilometer maybe a month before that within my training block and that was was that 3340 like pretty much 320s average and this for the 12k i averaged 335 so you know i don't know 15 seconds per k um i haven't worked it out as a percentage but what you'd expect right after two weeks off and then two weeks of light training my first hard hard hit out um it was really good and it was like an interesting because it wasn't excruciating you know when you get back into it and it's you just don't have that uh i don't know if it's the the metabolic or the physiologic physiology of like pushing yourself or the mental side of side of it um but you just get that gear and you kind of feel like a bit of a diesel it's hard to to keep keep rolling but um yeah we had a had a good group out there man it's been so nice to run with people yeah it's good to be social again like everything feels totally normal which is pretty cool. Yeah, I have um, I have a daily diary, as you know. Anyway, I get <laughs> I get reminded every um, because like this is what you wrote thirty one days ago because it's just on my phone. It's an app, and uh, so we were coming out of level four thirty one days ago, oh, wow. and I wrote like, no one wants to come out because we had so adapted to being like 
this like not having to deal with anyone which everyone quite enjoyed i think for a point in time and now we're like i can't even remember what level four is like there's no way i'd want to go back and not have social interaction again it's quick you just so quick eh? you just become so adapted to it yeah we're pretty adaptable as humans we do a pretty good job (laughs) but yeah it's great to hear that you didn't lose uh any fitness um it's so funny because I hear athletes talk about, you know, that worry that they're going to lose all their fitness when they take a break and they feel so fat after three days of not training in like a two-week break that they haven't had in years. Well, you know, in the long run, this is going to be pretty good for you. But, you know, it is, you do feel pretty bad actually after a couple of days of not doing anything. You start to feel worse and more tired. <laughs> but then you come back yeah. and you feel bad for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, and then you feel totally normal and didn't lose anything. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can I can already feel like I'm looking forward to, so I've got another one mid, mid-June, you know, so about four weeks from from last weekend. And, uh, yeah, I just, man, it's just two weeks off has completely changed my whole demeanor around training. I'm excited to get out there. Sure, like there's more interaction. I'm running with more people and stuff, but it's like, yeah, that's all it took. Yeah, I, it wasn't even a full two weeks. It was a, eleven days. <laughs> that's, <laughs> not, <laughs> that's nothing. Ugh. I know, isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's still like we know it, but it's so hard to just allow it to to happen. Um, but anyway, you know. If you haven't, if you haven't heard that episode, jump jump back a couple. The last couple episodes, I think, what must be like fifty four and fifty five. We talked about overtraining, and then we talked about like lack of motivation and stuff. And those are, are proving to be getting good feedback on those, but yeah. more of a like a personal personal level. So yeah. good to hear, Matt. Good to hear you're back enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know what I think we should do soon is we should talk about um, just absolute brutal training because. That's also something that people like to hear about. Talk about just these nasty intervals. Ah, uh, you know? man, I'll I should jump into like what I was doing before I got burned oh out. Oh boy, that was that was pretty pretty gnarly. Um, yeah, some some animal training sessions for sure. Yeah. But now, well, <laughs> coming off of the back of that, what we do want to do today is run through putting together a training plan, like how we think about it and well i don't know this is matt's matt's idea so i'll let you explain it yeah well so this is what we do all the time like we're pretty good at building training plans because we've worked with different kinds of athletes and different kinds of sports all around the world and they all have different goals and we see a lot of things crossing over right so we see similarities in goals even though they might be different kind of events we see similarities in how much time someone has available. We see similarities in the types of things that people are need, like their their um, their weaknesses, their pretty much everything. So we thought what we'd do is we'd combine our forces and build a plan for our hypothetical Steve, which would be <laughs> pretty fun. Yeah. So we've got. Um... Steve's going to be racing a trail half marathon the week after a a mountain bike race. What kind of mountain bike race, Matt? 
Uh, let's go with Enduro. Enduro's pretty popular these days. So we can do that. But it could just as well be a cross-country race as well. Cool. Uh, So for those interested, we're we're recording um, the screen, like in our videos, so you can check this out on YouTube. We'll put the link in the show notes and share it on Facebook, social media, whatnot. But uh, so Matt's actually brought up my Training Peaks account. And yeah, we're going to put together a six-week plan for the the mountain bike runner. Um, So we've got... When we're looking at the average athlete we deal with, it's going to be three to four days, five days max, you know, if there's a a public holiday or something in there. Generally, we're looking three to four days. So, Matt, we've got, what's Steve? How, is Steve off the couch? Like, or is Steve a fanger? I think Steve is a weekend warrior. So, Steve's pretty busy during the week. He doesn't have much time, but on the weekends he gets gets out there and he gets it done. He gets after it, eh? Yeah, so he's a those... bit of a fanger on the weekends, right? Yeah. It's pretty yeah. normal. That's pretty standard, yeah, because I mean once Steve's taken um his two kids, um, Patricia and Giannis yeah. to school sports and stuff, like he's a bit tired. Yeah. He might have gone out for some social drinks. Yeah. On the Friday night, like, got to get, got to get it in in the weekend. Got to get after it. Yeah. Got to get fit. Got a couple races coming up this weekend. Yes, yeah. So th- this is pretty standard, right? Where there's lots of time available on the weekend, and then within the week, there's a lot less time available. A lot more time constraints. More things going on, work, all that. So I think we can all relate to that. So yeah. Steve, we're going to build Steve's plan around what he has available. But we're also going to push him a little bit because normally he doesn't do hardly anything in the week. He does too much on the weekends. We're going to try and balance that out a little bit and keep him consistently training. Yeah, sweet. So I'm right, making man. notes let's... on Steve. So let's talk a little <laughs> bit more about Steve. So how old is he? 44. 44. Okay. When's his birthday? Does it matter? <laughs> um, <laughs> it does well, matter. Like, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Steve... You know, this is a, it could be a female's name because, uh, like the mayor in Rotorua, or it could be a yeah, male's Steve name. Yeah, Steve Chadwick. So, um, it is a male, though. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I think, you know, maybe we make that differentiation, even though last week when we talked about, uh, when we talked with Mickey about female athlete nutrition, we talked about, well, it's more about the person and not their, um, gender. But we'll, we'll say Steve's a male. <laughs> he is, uh, 44. Well, just like you've probably noticed. Matt, like with the difference between males and females, if you're looking at this 40, like 40 to 50 age group, the women aren't out there thrashing themselves like a man is. They don't have the as big an ego attached. Like generally, I see the females as not pushing themselves as much within the interval sessions. But just a little aside there, I don't know if you, you notice that. No, I think, um, I think. Generally, what we see in mountain biking is the females are just as likely to um, go way too hard. And um, But you're right with the ego thing. There's a little bit less of that because you know what happens when dudes, a bunch of dudes get together like on a ride. Like you start out going way too hard up a hill and eventually everyone stops talking because they're all like deep in the pain cave. 
Yeah, and then you get to the top and you're like, oh, man, that was probably a bit too hard. And you're like, oh, yeah, that was yeah, too hard. Yeah. And you're like, damn it, why didn't we just say that to each other at the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> we did that on a road ride, I remember. And I was like, dude, you went way too hard on that pole. And you said, no, you went too hard. <laughs> like, oh, I thought it was you, man. You know, it's, it's communication. We just need to <laughs> communicate. Better. It's our ego. Like, I don't want to tell, I don't want to be the guy, right? <laughs> I don't want to be the, the person being like, yo, can we slow down? <laughs> So funny because we we love talking about slowing down and we made the same mistake. So Steve is together. <laughs> yeah. Steve Steve makes that mistake too, and that's okay because we're gonna get him on track for his enduro race in six weeks. And we can make a lot of changes actually. So uh one of the things Steve um definitely wants to do, he wants to mountain bike with his friends twice a week. And they have yeah, set obviously. days that they go mountain biking. Um so, cool. What days are those? So he definitely always does Wednesday night rides. Yeah. Is that shuttles or just riding? Just riding. Um, cool. Maybe the odd shuttle. Um, so Wednesdays. And then also he does a, uh, a mountain bike ride on the Saturday. So normally this is pretty much all he does, but we're going to push him a little bit more because we know that on the Sunday he doesn't have to be just like laying around on the couch all day he could do a little bit of exercise especially yeah. if we kind of hold him back a little bit uh on the mountain bike ride uh he won't <laughs> be as tired right so that'd be good because then we can get him to do some running because he's also preparing for this running event yeah totally like the the half marathon like it's there's no hiding there's no hiding and running man you know you're 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 pushing start to finish so what we've got like um when we've got four days he's he's got two of them set boom he's taken out the middle of the week with the wednesday so that's a that's like you got to juggle you got to juggle motivation you know with with these kind of things and pretty much you take monday off because it might be flat out big weekend whatever you get into it tuesday is generally like a good day to to put a run to put like the start of training because he's always going to go Wednesday riding with the boys. But you start to put things on Thursday, Friday. And one, depends on what we've put on Wednesday. It's probably something a little bit harder. You know, he's gone hard with the boys. He's a bit tired. Friday, you're ridden, you know, you're not, you know, you've got a big weekend coming up. You might be, might be social Fridays. It's not happening. You know, you can have the best intentions on a Friday evening to shoot out, but yeah, yeah you got the whole week behind you yeah you know yeah i i understand it's... that one <laughs> um but yeah so tuesday sounds good actually for a run yeah that, so we've got tuesday well. and we've got sunday what's what's steve as a, as a runner matt i don't know you tell me this is where we're gonna need your expertise okay so steve is he's fit he got into mountain biking but he always you know played rugby played team sports um did a did a bit of running um to to stay fit uh stay in shape and then he did you know through through his like 30s he, he banged out a few 10ks you know he, he is with the with the local athletics club doing some cross country stuff with the kids and then um work got in the way so he just smashed out the odd run and i mean smashed out the odd run you know like every couple of weeks he'd He'd go see how he could measure up to his old 5k loop or his old like 8k block, um, 
around town. He'd just go measure up straight out the gate. Um, and so he can handle, he can handle the Ks. There's no, you know, he's a resilient guy. He's had, had running and impact from rugby in the, in the, in the muscles and the joints. So there's no real issues with, with injuries or anything. Probably, you know, he's not flexible, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, who is? So, so we can't, we can't thrash him, but, uh, yeah, like a half marathon's definitely going to be, going to be pushing him. Um, but within his capabilities, like we're not, we're not going into it being like, this is to finish. Like he's probably got the goal time of under two hours. So that's what, that's what Steve would be lining up for sure. Okay. It's sub, sub two hour. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. All right. So now do we have, do we have the, what other kind of information? That's June, like that's a pretty, pretty broad picture of, of what we're looking at for, for Steve, eh? Sure. But I think one of the things that I would ask Steve is, okay, like what, what do you find your weaknesses when you're out there on the trail? Uh, so if he's, if he's going to be racing an enduro race, there's a heavy emphasis on skill. So we would want to find out what skills he thinks he needs to be working on. And generally what uh, we find with uh, Steve is that he just gets really, really tired within an enduro stage. So enduro, you do multiple basically time trials that are downhill all day and you might be out riding 50Ks. So it's a pretty big day, but you also need to go hard. And um, he gets pretty tired at the end of like a five minute downhill run, which makes sense because it's pretty hard. But what we know is that if that's what's happening with him, he probably needs to work on his pacing. So his pacing needs to be better so that he doesn't get super tired and cross-eyed at the end of a stage because he needs to keep doing them and uh, maintain skill execution while he's riding really fast. So we need to work on that and just general fitness at all. We can help him improve his ability to be consistent on all of his stages. Yeah, cool. And um, another thing I often do as well, pre, pre-chat, like so I would have, you know, We've sent Steve the email, he's come to us, one of us, blah, blah, um, grabbed his, his Strava link, checked yep. him out and seen what what those, you know, his 8K bi-weekly run looks like. And um, that's where I can get a gauge on uh, probably the pacing strategy and his sustainable pace kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it'll like and Often these days, like with wrist-based heart rate, you can get a reasonable gauge at like actually how hard they're going. So, you know, he's going to say pretty hard and then I'm going to see an average heart rate of 180. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, classic. Um, yeah, so like that's definitely one actually, like if they don't already have a training picks account or something that we can click into, pretty much that even if they're not using Strava, they've probably signed up once and set up the auto upload. And so it's there, you know, yeah. um, and, and that's a really good one for running, especially just to see what's, what's happening. Like obviously it's, but if they don't have power meter, it's kind of hard with biking. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, the yeah, other cool. thing I always send is I have a pre-training questionnaire and it gets, it gets some of these questions out of the way when we first meet. Uh, so it's like, what are your weaknesses? What are the things that you do for fun? And what kind of, what's your normal training week look like? It's probably like 25 questions. It's a really good way to get it 
get this conversation started. Then we link up on Training Peaks or Strava, like you said, and then we're pretty much away. So that's where we're at yeah. now with Steve. Cool. All right, Matt. So we've got the first week. How are we going? What's what are, what's Steve doing Wednesday, Saturday? Okay. So what we're going to do, actually, we have your Training Peaks plan open. So your whole calendar, and we're going to build this live and you can watch us build it and how we make workouts and things like that. So I am Will's coach. Um, <laughs> and this is actually the first time I looked at his plan. Unfortunately, yeah, I don't please don't we'll, scroll back. <laughs> yeah. We won't give any details on your plan, but so if we do it this way, Will can build the train, the running workouts and I can build the mountain bike workouts and we can drop them into the same calendar. So we need to, Will, we need to pick a day that we're going to start the training plan. So I was thinking we so that way you don't scroll too far back and show all of your past training. Let's start on June 8th. What do you think? Sounds good. Okay. So usually what I do, this is how I start to build a training plan. Um, and I'll just put our start date here as a metric. So we know that Steve wants a six-week plan, so I'll just count ahead and put the last day. So that's two, three, four, five. Yeah, because it's like six. within you can put in it as an event um, and it gives you like the countdown weeks, weeks to go, That's which right. is also um, a pretty cool, pretty cool option. Yep. So we can just that, build it um, here as an event. So this, uh, are his events going to be on week five and six for Steve? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. You so don't want it too long, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, oh, well, everyone's seeing all these things. My field, custom fields. Um, <laughs> that's all right. So this is his half marathon. Is the half marathon going to come first? Well, this is the final oh, day of the week six, six. So Yeah, yeah. Um, we now won't you've got to select types. Oh, yeah. Yeah, required. Running. Yeah, Where is. do I find this? Trail running. <laughs> um, select distance. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. That's easy. <laughs> Um, all these running features and training peaks is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, who knew, Matt? Who knew? So that means that his enduro is on this Sunday. So yeah, sure. Event. Sunday the the week before. Busy. It's a busy um, busy July for for Steve. Yeah. So within the within the first week, I mean, I'm definitely setting up um some kind of baseline test or an introduction to depends how much data i have on on his heart rate or his pace or something like that where for for a guy like steve i'm introducing him to heart rate he's got his you know he's got the some kind of garmin watch and what i'm gonna do is set up his zones for him because that's most important um and so for setting up heart rate zones, I either use the, the uh, 180 formula, Maffetone formula, or I'll use the heart rate reserve formula if, and what I've found like with a mature athlete is that a mature athlete who's kind of a lifetime-ish athlete, they are far fitter and able to hold a higher heart rate than any age-based heart rate calculation. So heart rate reserve is just you take your resting heart rate and uh, then you take your max heart rate and that's your reserve. And we can work out percentages of zones based off of that. 
Anyway, pretty easy to set up. Um, so I've set that up and now I'm going to give him a 30 minute zone two run. So okay. something, or five Ks, um, depends if he's like a distance guy or, a, or, a, or a minutes, you know, completion guy. And so, yeah, it's just going to be, um, and like, What's going to be super interesting for, for him using the Hara is like, that's way too slow. Uh, and because we don't want to get to it, like, a, you know, a lot of people are pretty excited when they get into a training plan to, to rip after it. Um, and so we can't, we don't, we don't want to like fly out of the gates, like pacing in anything endurance sports. You got to ease into it because you don't want to be three weeks in and completely burnt out. Um, so, so I'll put that in there, Matt, if you want to refresh, that'll come up. And, um, so like with running compared to cycling, running is so demanding on your like biomechanical physiology because of the weight bearing nature of it. So for someone like Steve, you know, 30 minutes, a weekday, 30 minute consistently is, it's going to generate like a huge gain in aerobic fitness for him. That's great. Yeah, so so that's so you know, we've got our Monday off, pretty standard for a lot of plans, Monday off. Yeah. Um we've got a 30 minute aerobic run, heart rate based run, zone 2. Um upper zone 2 is the max limit and then like with with training peaks, if he's got a Garmin, it'll actually send it and send a zone straight into his watch and so it'll beep at him. If he goes too hard, so it's a, a feature that I absolutely love. Um, the old BP so what watch. It, <laughs> slow down. Um, so what do we got? What do we got on Wednesday, Matt? So I always start. I start every single training plan the same way, and that's with a test time trial. Um, so I decided for this first um, mountain bike day to put a time trial, just so he could set his cycling training zones. So I I use this as a cycling workout. And that's what I put on the Wednesday. Yeah. And, um, how do you set like a hill climb or like on your local trip? Like, so if we, if we open it up, we can see all the details on this workout. And this is exactly how you'd look at it, uh, in your training peaks account. So it's okay to use a mountain bike. If you have power meter, that's ideal. Don't go by time because going by time on your time trial. Well, yes, it's called the time trial, but we're interested in your physiology for this so at least have a heart rate monitor and then what we can do is we can set our training zones based on the average power or the average heart rate or power that we have on this time trial so it training peaks makes it really easy because because we can just drag and drop this into our person so if i clicked on will right now i could go in and mess up all his training zones by changing (laughs) what steve's uh heart rate was for his time trial i'm not going to do that but um then it training peaks makes it possible for us to um have our workouts change the the prescription based on our ability at the time so uh training peaks is really good for that so as our zones change the workouts will change as well yeah oh man yeah the boys will love g'ing up steve about his time trial on wednesday eh? yeah <laughs> they're like oh steve's got a new training plan yeah they're Get gonna after like, it they're gonna like tease him and make him feel stupid like which is yeah, pretty yeah. classic but then but they're he's actually just so jealous fit. yeah yeah 
So this one, we're going to do it on an uphill, even though he's an enduro racer, because we need to set his zones and we want to track his improvements in his aerobic fitness, because this is what he probably needs the most. So um, that's what we're going to do. How long? How long, sir? Generally, we want it to be around 8 to 20 minutes. So um, we don't, we're not super strict. If there's a hill that takes 9 minutes and 20 seconds for you to get up, as long as you knew where the finish was and you were going at time trial pace the whole time, it's going to be good enough for us to set zones. Yeah, and you have, um, like, I know I didn't read all the information that came up. Is there, like, a gradient? Because you don't want, like, a 22 percenter, you know? Yeah. I, well, you know, the a hill, an uphill isn't consistent anyway, so I don't make any rules for that. Because well, no one's going to pick the hardest climb, eh? They know. No. They know they want the rideable one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're walking, like, you <laughs> yeah. probably pick the wrong one. But usually on a road or a gravel road, up a mountain yeah. bike trail um, is probably not ideal. Yeah, right. Okay, cool. Yes, he's probably pretty amped about his Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday, Friday, rest, recover. Um, Now we're, we're back in your domain, Matt, Saturday with the boys. Saturday with uh, the boys. So he's probably still... um. He's still really motivated um, because this is the first week of his plan. But I want to try and actually hold him back a little bit uh, on his mountain bike ride with the boys to avoid going super hard because he's going to have to run the next day. So I'm probably going to add in some sort of a skills session. So I have this cool ride that I like to prescribe where you ride goofy. So it's like a skating term. But... um. You head out to the trails and you mostly ride easy in within zone yeah. two. Yeah. But on the descents to make it more challenging so you're not just sprinting everywhere, you ride with your opposite foot forward. So you start to learn a little bit about ah, yeah. as you're yeah. going downhill. It's super hard and he's not going to be able to go as fast as his friends. But that's kind of okay because it sticks with the whole theme that we have right now of just holding him back a little bit. Yeah, I do that sometimes. That's a cool one. That's Yeah, that is an exciting way to make like... A, a potentially mundane ride like a bit different yeah it gives you like a focus point yeah that's that's cool um yeah so like with the running it's still going to be a bit of a shock yeah to to steve um and so you know normally um bread and butter for weekend is going to be a long run but uh you know steve's like he hasn't trained for the four days in a week especially a couple runs for a while so as motivated as he is, and he's going to see this and be a bit like, oh, what, <laughs> what's going on? But I've put 30 to 45 minutes, you know, and right at the start of the week, he's like, 45 minutes, no problem. You get to Sunday and you go, Phew, thank God there's a range there, you know, <laughs> like, um, and we're still using heart rate to hold him back. And he might have noticed just a little bit that, um, it was like, yeah, he just feels, it's like, oh, it's, it's, it's a lot nicer not having to run so hard, you know, whereas he was probably holding himself back on Tuesday, on Sunday after a big week. It's like, oh, yeah, man, even just 35 minutes is, is pretty challenging. <laughs> um, and it's, I'm glad I haven't gone so hard. Uh, yeah, so we've got, so that's where I'm going to set up, uh, 30 to 45 and I put notes there for a gradual warm up and it's built in if you like get it on your watch it slows you right down because 
Someone like Steve, he's not a warm-up guy. <laughs> he's not jogging into it. He's out the gate yeah. um, uh, very much. And oh, the other thing that I'll do is say, um, help him out with his data screens. So that pace, average pace, current pace, anything pace-related is not there. Um, so it has... And when you, if you do um, have your training peaks linked to your Garmin watch and some other watches... It'll just, the workout, the structured workout pops up and it just has your heart rate and it has like distance or time to go, yeah. which is really cool. Can you show me this? So I, we do the same thing for cycling and normally that's how I prescribe every ride. Um, it'll have this structured workout. Um, so all the rest of the ones that I drop in for Steve are going to be like that. Can you tell me a little bit about how the running one wor- works if I open it up? Yeah, yeah. So open it up, click through to the... Um, structured workout click through it yeah yeah and so what we've got like there's there's like real pros and cons people love the structured workouts i love them you know it's sent straight to your device gives you a range now with heart rate which is what i use for the majority of runners unless we're as we'll see later with steve's plan focusing on like a specific target pace you set your range based off of your th- heart rate threshold so this is very individual it's not age-based or anything it's like what's your threshold heart rate which we've figured out earlier um and then yeah i set a range so you know steve's warm-ups 70 to 80 percent of his threshold heart rate here it's well this is me but (laughs) 122 to 140 right so just uh, a warm-up pace and then you get into like your main bread and butter of the run 140 158 so you have a range and so you can slow down you don't you know yeah you don't have to be the top of it but what people think they do have to be right at the top (laughs) um what is really annoying if you use a heart rate based zone system is downhills Mm. you um i've had people sprinting downhills to try keep their heart rate up um because their watch is beeping at them. Even in cycling, you know, your power drops down out of a zone and because you just have a bit of a descent. So, you know, you gotta you gotta take it with uh with a grain of salt. And Training Peaks has this annoying thing where it like it takes your heart rate, your threshold heart rate, and I've said it's, you know, eighty to ninety percent of your threshold heart rate, and they relate that to a pace. So uh. like here it says like my aerobic run um should be 4.13 per K, minute mm. per K. Now, if I'm running on the road, yeah, I could probably do that. I'd need to be feeling pretty good. Um, but if I'm running on the trails and like I've got that note there, this can be done on the road or the trail. If I'm running on the trails, I'm not running 4.13s, you know? And um, so when you upload the workout and you're like, oh man, I will expect me to run you know, five minute Ks or this plan expected. I didn't run that, but I stayed in my heart rate zones. This isn't working. So, you know, there's, there's pros and cons to it. You can delete that, um, but it often just re- reloads it. But uh, yeah, that's, that's how they look, Matt. So, yeah, cool. so this will go so on you, your watch then and you'll have like, once you start your workout, it'll tell you what heart rate you need to be at. And then it'll tell you when you need to increase for say an interval session or a steady run just like it does on a power meter, right? Yep. Cool. Yeah, that's Sweet. that's exactly it. Yeah. Cool. All right.
Great. That's a, so that's exactly how the power workouts work and how the threshold heart rate cycling workouts go. So Yeah. Um okay. That's so, great. so that's first week out of the way. The so what I start to look at now is I start to think, okay, so how far away are we from our event? And I'm thinking, well, we need to make sure that we get into this event fresh. So after I build the first week and we get the testing out of the way, I start thinking already like when we need to be super fit and super fresh. So we're still a few weeks away. That's okay. We'll build this second week um, probably as normal and start to, I'd, I think I'm going to add in some intensity. <sighs> okay. Well, I'm not doing that in the run for sure. Okay. No, that's great. Cool. So we're going to rest on Monday, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll keep, um, we'll keep his structure and he's definitely going to stick to, Steve's definitely going to stick to the structure for the first couple of days, but then he's going to realize something's going to come up. You know, very, very few, 95% of the people I coach, work with, have written training plans for are not able to complete them 100%. Does that make sense? 95% of the people can't complete 100% of the time. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so, so that, yeah, it's, it's flexible, right? Like, like anything. Um, so. Cool. So, so yeah, I'm keep, keeping that run, Matt, that 30 minute run. Okay. So we want, we also want to do this one. Yeah. So. Okay. So I'm thinking with uh, Steve, we're going we're going to focus a little bit on his uh, some aerobic intensity. So I might do some uh, tempo stuff. So okay, that's pretty cool so tempo. What do you mean by like why are you putting putting this in? You've done a time trial. You've done some like trail based skill stuff on the Saturday. It's come around to his midweek ride, and yeah, like what are you putting in? Well, so I have this pretty cool tempo um, hill climb workout that I do. And I really like this one because it's kind of hard, but not super hard. So, but at the same time, what it is, is it's really steady. And I think that's really important to, to go steady because that's not what he's doing with his friends. So I've looked at all of his rides with his friends and they're basically just sprinting up every hill, which means they're going really hard at the start and then pretty easy at, by the end but it feels like death the entire time. And <laughs> we don't want him to be doing that. We want him to be able to go um, pretty pretty um, at a steady effort, a really steady effort because that's something that he needs to work on. So within this workout, I also have sprints at the end. I don't really want Steve to do the sprints. This is more of a pro workout. So I'll get rid of that and um, I'll keep that cool down in. And he doesn't go off of power. So I'm going to change it to heart rate. So same as his threshold heart rate and make sure that his zones um, have changed. So we still have run stuff coming up here in the software. So maybe I'll just uh, save and close this and open it back up and make sure it's not running anymore. Okay. Okay, so it's uh, you must not have um, cycling um, heart rate zones in here. Yeah, well, no, maybe, 
probably not. I wouldn't, I've never, um, I had a power meter when I was like, when I do any of my writing, so I'd base it off of yeah. heart rate. That's fine. You so, know your heart rates anyway. Like, I know that when you do these, you're, you know what your target is. So this is just the auto-populate feature of Training Peaks. And this isn't going to be right for Steve's, but so I'll make sure that I change that when we export this as a training plan for everyone else. But we're going to just stick with probably three, three uh, 10-minute climb repeats. And they're going to be kind of hard, but not really hard. Just it, he'll still be able to hold a conversation on these climbs. And uh, that'll be just over an hour for his mountain bike workout. And he'll be able to blast down the hills in between. Yeah, that's one of the focus points. Eh? It's like you get after it and then you start, you just slow. Like you just slow across the ride and your last downhill becomes, because you got three 10 minutes that fits pretty well with three up and downs. And by the last one, you're like pedaling at 40 or 50 RPM. Yeah. Uh, graveling, sitting at the top for a bit, waiting for like the real unfit mate you've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's like just like, it's it's the middle of winter and he's sweating buckets. <laughs> and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is going to be, I think this is going to be a really good one for Steve. So we'll hold him back early on his climbs and then make sure they stay steady throughout and then also get that downhilling in between. Yeah, because even if he's with his mates, I know how this looks is, you know, they're all going to take off and his heart rate's going to be like, beep, 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 beep. He's like, oh, no, i got to slow down. And he's actually going to get to the top either at the same time as them or just mm-hmm. slightly behind, yep. not like an hour behind. Yeah, yeah. It pretty much won't make any difference for a Strava time, but he'll be able <laughs> to do it over and over. <laughs> Yeah, and th- this is when the, the boys start to be like, oh, man, this is getting pretty... He smashed us on that last climb, eh? Yeah. But then also Steve, like, smashes them on the descent, too. And like, what the heck? <laughs> it makes no sense. I always like to capitalize the rest word in a rest day, because if it's a rest day, it's a rest day. Like, resting is resting. <laughs> so capitalize... The word rest, um, sometimes I put more details, but pretty much all my athletes know rest, it means rest. So we don't need to go any further than that. Yeah, I mean, some people are super good at it, and you can write rest, and some people you got to write like a description every single time. Like, yep. This doesn't mean <laughs> it's the day to paint your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back to Saturday. So yeah. we got... Week two, Saturday, he's he's heading back out with, yeah. with the boys. I and know what I want him to do. Oh, what do you want him to do? He's going to practice his coasting. So ah. um, Steve needs to, like, he, he always gets really tired on the descents, and part of that is fitness, but also part of that is his pacing strategy. So he's going to practice coasting. So he's going to head out for a fun, easy ride, and he's going to practice coasting on all the descents um and nor because normally what he does with his friends is they they get to the top and they're totally destroyed so they talk about like pretty much nothing for about 15 minutes until they're totally <laughs> like recovered and the sweaty guys all good and then they start with the m- world's most massive sprint as they get into the descent and then they're tired within the next you know 45 seconds because they used all of their anaerobic work capacity <laughs> so what Steve's going to do is he's going to just practice coasting and 
this is more of a learning exercise, um, but it as well as um, you know just just to make sure that we're holding him back a little bit on the ride itself. So he's he's going to be able to take this exercise forward to the week after, and he's going to be able to apply it to the next uh, the workout next Saturday. Yeah. So. So what what do we have for Sunday then? He's going to be pretty fresh. Like uh, he's not super tired from his mountain bike ride. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um. So now's the time because that's not like you've you've pulled him back a little bit on on the duration of the ride as well. So we have um, I call it just it's it's a vague term. Um, but there's a bit of a description in it around uh, a hilly run. Now this is where trail he's doing a trail um trail half marathon so it's there's going to be a lot of um change in elevation a lot of change in direction so this is a a trail based run and the hill run is you know it's 45 minutes to an hour and it's really focusing on like either one hill and you can bang it out five times. Some people are very like, what do I need to do? You know, reps. Um, otherwise, it's a hilly loop where you push the hills and relax the descents. And the focus of it is relaxing the descents and staying like zone two or lower on the flats. And um, the, you know, I've put a note on cadence pump the arms, keep the cadence high um, on the on the uphills because it's not like a lot of guys like Steve or athletes who have come in from like, yeah, I'm going to get after it. I'm going to smash this hill. They go for these big strides, which obviously when you're fighting gravity becomes like just so, um, yeah, so muscularly fatiguing because of the big... Um, muscle recruitment, you know, patterns of it. Um, and then you're heaving and then like you don't actually run very well on the down and you're still trying to push it. Uh, so yeah, what we, what we have is, um, I put the specifics in more specifics in for the athlete. Like when I know, oh yeah, someone like Steve, he can handle five minutes. Whereas another athlete, it might be up to 10 minutes. Um, someone like myself, you know, I can handle it a higher one. Um, if you're doing repeats, otherwise most people have that, that hilly loop in their local, local trail. Um, but the key to it is like pushing the hills and then chilling out. Cool. And, and yeah, focusing on that flow, you know, on the descent, similar to like your coasting thing. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's cool. Um, that's a pretty good week. That's uh, so we're two weeks in and that's pretty good. Um, so He's averaging around four hours per week, which isn't crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, there's upper and lower limits kind of on those as well, you know? Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, when I, what I'm thinking when someone has a ride that's an hour and seven minutes long, that's basically just how it fell because of how I built the warm up and stuff for the power meter, because I like to make it so that you could upload it to be used on Strava if you wanted to. So, Strava? Swift. Yeah, sorry, Swift. Ah, I just forget all the different 
<laughs> soft horse. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's expected that he'll probably be out for an hour and a half. And on this day that he's doing an hour and a half, he's probably going to be out for two hours, you know? So, um, just because that's how these social rides end up being. And that's, that's okay. So what are you thinking for the, the Tuesday run of week three? Well, he's just done some hill effort. So really, honestly, we're pretty much throughout the plan. It, it's We're just going to bread and butter it with with the 30-minute aerobic run, um, which is actually going to start to be, it becomes habit, becomes enjoyable, and it becomes, ideally, the plan, you know, he's adapting while the plan's falling in place. It's the same heart rate zone, but the pace starts to speed up. And so that run progresses over time to be like slightly more, mm. slightly faster, slightly longer. It's still 30 minutes, but it went from being 5Ks to 5.5Ks, mm. you know, at the at the same. And so that's a way, if I was checking in on him, um, I can start to see that the plan's working together and he can start to notice it. Mm. Um, just because like with... With a harder ride, he's got something specific on Wednesday. We know that that's going to be his midweek specific. It's going to yeah. be biking. Cool. And then we can, um, you know, he can get his endurance-based stuff, skills stuff on the Saturday. And then we start to get into like, okay, I need to prep for a half marathon. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. That's great. So why don't we just go ahead and build this week and then we'll talk about what we put in uh, once it's all there. Yeah, yeah, go okay, through. Let's do it. All right, so we just went ahead and uh, we just built the rest of the plan because we'll just talk about uh, what we did uh, within the plan. So you want to talk about week three, Will? Yeah, sure. So um, like I said, Matt, the the 30 minutes is, is the bread and butter. Like that's the way he's just going to improve his, um, what would I call it? That's the way he's going to improve. I'm, I'm trying to say the word sustainability, um, but I guess conditioning. I can't think of the word. Sustainability, conditioning. His like muscular conditioning to running and yeah. aerobic fitness, and he's going to build that. If we start to put anything other than like an aerobic run midweek with your with his you know targeted session on Wednesday and his targeted session on Sunday, it's too much. You know, um, and yeah, so with, with right through to, um, before the race, he's, he's just got four weeks of 30 minutes on Tuesday. Very achievable, very comparable, um, heart rate based. So you can improve, you can, you know, you can increase the pace if you're increasing your fitness. Then through into the weekends, we've got a couple weekends of pace variation. Cause you know, we've got the first two weeks introductory back into running, bit of hill intensity, trail specific. And then we've only got two weeks before weekends, two weekends free before the first enduro. And then after that's the, the half marathon. So a great workout. Love it. Pace variation. Um, there's a lot of pace variation within a trail half marathon. So for the next two weekends, two Sundays, we've got, um, it's a warm up and then we've got 10 minutes at threshold. Um, so that is his half marathon intensity. And we're going to kind of target this on the flat so that we're actually going to uh, target the, that, the proper demands and paces 
without being interrupted by the trail. He's got trail skills. He can head out, um, you know, on Tuesday around the trails. But, and so that is, you know, to do a two hours, he's got to run 540s, 540 minute per K. So we're setting that anywhere from 520 to 540. Again, that'll pop up on his watch. At the end of the 10 minutes, a little bit of a jog walk, and then he's into four 200s. It's super sharp, fast, and that's going to happen in the trails as well. And that's 200 on, 200 off. Before he does, he repeats that back into, so where I say pace variation, great to get the biomechanical, physiological stimulus of the two ends of the spectrum. Especially in a guy that's training, he's only running a couple, I don't want to say only, he's running a couple times a week. We've got to try and introduce all the stimulus within only four weeks of time to get him prepped. And by doing a workout where you've got it all in one, um, you know, if you you don't want to look at the predicted time for this because this is for me. So, you know, my my half marathon 10 case, you know, it's like low three minutes and my sprints are a super, super short under three minute case. But for him, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a longer hour 10 kind of workout. Um, so that's, yeah. Although he's got a race for two hours, we just, he's just not ready to get after it and run. If we had more time, we could put, put in some 90 minute or some 20, 15 to 20 K aerobic runs. We don't have that time available. He's going to get his fitness, um, from you. So that's like, that's his four weeks, Matt, before into like two race weeks. Yeah, sweet. It, this is actually proving to be a pretty difficult uh, athlete to work with, old Steve, <laughs> because he's asking a lot, actually. Um, yeah, or to perform well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we, it's good because we know his weaknesses and adding in your workouts. And then this is exactly how we would do it if we were on our own, too, because I would be thinking, well, he needs to run a little bit, too. But we also need to ride, and his rides can be longer without driving him into the ground. So that's pretty much what has happened as we built this plan. Yeah, so what have you got for the the following, you know, weeks three and four? Yeah, so um, I kind of wanted to just have an easy ride in week three that um, where he just tried to use his muscles a little bit differently. So I have this sitting and standing ride that I use, and um, usually we use it in the winter. When we're riding on, what is it, Swift's? What's it, what's it called? Yeah, Swift. <laughs> and um, it's really good to break up the ride, but it's good to think about standing more when we're out riding with our friends. So it just alternates every five minutes sitting and standing. It's impossible to do when you're going up and down hills, but this is at least something that he can think about with his friends. And he's going to start using his upper body muscles in a different way. He's going to start grinding up the climbs. Uh, but then also he's going to be sitting and spinning on flats and on uh, also on climbs, try and shift into an easier gear. So it's a really good one just because we create power in different ways and we cr- can create power um, high torque or low torque and with cadence the opposite. So I thought that would be a really good one for him. But then on the weekends, we're going to actually get him to do a practice race where he's comparing his times on a descent when he's coasting and when he's pedaling all out like he always used to do. So, oh, cool. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. We, so we did this one when we were doing some, um, research studies when you had the gas analyzer on you, Will. And yeah. you were surprised how fast you went when you were coasting down the hill. I think you actually went faster than when you were pedaling. 
And it's really good to have that in your arsenal of things that you can use when it comes race day or when you're riding with your friends that you know you can do it and you're not just constantly thinking about sprinting every opportunity. So I use this one uh, with everyone based from <laughs> beginner up to the World Cup. Like we're doing this workout just to try it to get gain confidence in our coasting. Sometimes it's slower and that's okay. We just we need to figure out when it's slower. So I have been doing this for two weeks in a row. The other yeah. thing that I added in week four is this is something that we do as coaches all the time is we retest our benchmark fitness test. So Steve is going to retest his uh, time trial up a hill on week four. So it's the same exact workout, but he's going to hopefully go faster. It doesn't always happen that way, but it's good to know. So we retest pretty regularly. And also what I'm going to do before I make this plan available to everyone is since Steve is interested in racing enduro, I'm going to also add on the same day a benchmark descent, which is Ooh. a little complicated, but I think it's important for Steve and we have lots of different benchmark tests that we can add. So that'll be in tune. Yeah. Yeah. And now, now Matt, we're, that's four weeks done. We've got our, yeah, we're, we're in now. We're in. It's race week, enduro race week. What do we got? Yeah, this is pretty, pretty crazy. So I think actually I, I just need to refresh it because look, I know we, we talked, we've added uh, a workout on the same day. And I said, well, yeah, so, don't forget we need yeah. to enduro races are practicing. Pre-ride. Um, yeah, you got to so, get that pre-ride. Yeah, so what I did, so we, we've we've had four weeks of the Tuesdays as his aerobic one. Now, the weekend is the race. Saturday, Matt, you've got pre-ride, which is pretty standard. Sunday's the race. No time for running. Not going to try and fit it in. It's just no no way. So Tuesday now becomes easy run with strides. Uh, strides are like a controlled sprint. So you're kind, you're running as fast as you can, focusing on relaxed upper body and high cadence turnover, just more of a neuromuscular stimulus, 100 meters, 150 meters max, you know, kind of, it's like a couple light posts and you want to ideally do it on like a bit of a descent. And that's just trying to, again, vary that pace. Like the fitness work has been done and we just yeah, are getting into it and we have full recoveries between. It just makes like a 30 minute easy run a bit more exciting, uh, especially if you put it in your watch, it counts down and you're like, oh, here they come. Um, and yeah, so that's just, again, we're try really trying to improve Steve's running economy and biomechanics within this plan. Like we, we, he doesn't, he's, he's not going to do drills, you know, he's not going to spend 15 minutes before his run and afterwards doing some drills or in between. He's just going to get after it. So including a few sprints, all out kind of like controlled sprints with long recoveries. So it's not like, you know, physiologically demanding. It's just a biomechanical recruitment pattern. And that's what we've got on Tuesday. And that's, that's running for, for Enduro Race Week. Sweet. That's cool. So that's actually a bit I followed up on Wednesday with also a hard ride and I'm looking at it now and I'm thinking well, that runs actually pretty hard. I don't want him to also be doing a hard. No, ride. that runs. That's not very hard. Not very hard. No, like five, 100 meters controlled sprints within a 30 minute run with a minimum of like one minute recovery is not that hard. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. maybe we'll keep it then because what I added in is micro sprints. So yep. micro sprints are super short. They're like three seconds. 
So um, you do you go out and you do two 10 minutes. It can be on the flat or it can be on an uphill. And you do three-second sprint at the start of every minute for 10 minutes. <sighs> yeah. So And you stay seated the whole time and you don't shift. So the beauty of these is that you're creating power across a range of cadence because you're speeding up and your cadence is getting super high by the end of it. But three seconds is so short that you almost, you don't feel it. It's a neuromuscular effort, again, like what you did the day before running. So the the beauty of this is when I look at these two workouts that we each put in, is that they're both like super short. So the micro sprints workout is 50 minutes, which is really short. And it's like, it's super hard, but the efforts are so tiny that you're going to finish and you'll be able to tell you did something the next day, but you're not going to be absolutely destroyed because then we have to race on the weekend and we do our pre-ride on Saturday. And that's when we just, we want to stay fresh, open up the legs a little bit and go down the hills and check out the trail. So we know what to expect. And this is what every enduro racer is doing when they're going out to, and this is part of the beauty of it because it, it's fun to check out trails with your friends. And the, the whole goal is to learn. Yeah, and throughout this plan, we've kept the Monday rest, Thursday, Friday rest, just as as a standard. We know he's heading out on Wednesday. We want to keep Tuesday a consistent, comparable run. So we, we've just kept that through the same. Yeah, pre-ride Saturday, Sunday is into it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so now <laughs> straight off, the, we're into half marathon race week. Yeah, that came up quick, didn't it? <laughs> that, it, it, it is surprising. It is. Like, you think, oh, yeah, six-week training plan. You're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> it's it's here. Um, rest Monday, for sure. And uh, now, I'm not putting a run on Tuesday for, for Steve. Definitely not. Um, no. Just trying to run off of, like, a pretty big weekend of riding is, yeah, going to be, it's, it's too much yeah. it's, um, in terms of the ability to recover. So you'll put something in there for him. Yeah, so I put in a recovery ride. So I would suggest that Steve doesn't do this out on the trails because he's all, he's still going to be a bit tired from the race. So this is a great day to take off like and just do nothing if he's still feeling it. But otherwise, he can get out for a super, super easy, what we call a recovery spin. And it pretty much feels like you're doing nothing. And it needs to feel like you're doing nothing. Otherwise, you're doing a training ride. And we don't want yeah, that. Yeah, so maybe he could head out with his kids, Patricia and Giannis. Giannis, um, yeah, I forgot their names. Yeah, no, I wrote them down. That's so. good. <laughs> so, yeah, this is 45 minutes. You know, 30 minutes is fine. No minutes is okay. Like, that's fine. Because then yeah, it looks like he has a decent run the next day. Yeah, pretty. like, it's about this run two times 400 leading into 1K. Okay, so you got two 400s, then you got a 1K repeat so you got that twice through um so it's about a 4k workout quite demanding but long recoveries again jog walk recoveries depending on how fit you are and the idea here is to get race pace ready right so we're we're opening up the tank we're opening up the lungs and we're getting prepped for a pretty hard effort coming this weekend it's on the wednesday hopefully like he's good we can recover in enough he got moving yesterday on the ride and then we've still got two we've still got three days before the race so he can afford to go hard can afford to open up the stride length range of motion the um the lungs and really just trying to dial in a fast but comfortable pace 
And with the longer recoveries, we, we're not trying to gain fitness. We're really just trying to push this workout. So Matt's scrolling over some of the times, but these are, these are mine, Matt. So, um, yeah, like at, so I can run a 5k just under 16 minutes. I can run a 10k, but over 30 minutes. And my 1k here for the two 400s and then a 1k is, from 310 to 330. So 330, if I'm not feeling great, I just want to get out and do it. It's quite a comfortable pace. Um, it's like a half marathon race pace. Um, whereas 310, if I'm feeling good, I'm getting after it, then that's that's quite challenging. Um, so there's scope scope there. Um, and yeah, so there, you know, there'll be a note there for him. It's race week. Look, mate, if this is too hard, pull it back. Just go run. Just do a 30 easy. Just do one repeat of this. You know, don't do two if it's if it is really challenging, um, and and then yeah, he's he's into it. Couple days off, day before I've put the in brackets there optional again. It's just fifteen minutes with some strides. You just want to jog out, get your kid out, get get ready to roll, just get in the buzz. I put optional because some people just nah, got to feed up. You know, maybe they're busy traveling to the event or whatever, and some people love to get out. And if they do, and I don't put something. They could be, it's, it's better just to have something, have optional so they know, okay, cool. I don't have to do it. I'm a bit pushed for time. Whereas if they're like, oh, I need to get out. Oh, okay. 15. No one's going to undo their race in 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then then we're in, then we're in, I'll put some notes on pacing. Um, and that is a six week half marathon, duro mountain bike running four days a week training plan. Yeah. Done. And we're going to have that available for anyone to purchase. Um, I don't know, Matt. Make it like, we'll make it like 30 bucks and we'll give you 15% off, uh, 50% off if you use the code, uh, PA podcast. There we go. Cool. I'll put it on the website. Um, so yeah, cause like training peaks take like a fee from us. So I mean, at least just covers <laughs> some of the, <laughs> some of the, the costs of using the software. Um, so yeah, you know. Not much, but you'll get a, get a pretty awesome six week plan. And even if you're like, you can get the workouts that we've done. Um, it's a great way just to see, see how it's all put together. So go and check that out on performanceadvantagepodcast.com. And that's, that's us. Yeah. That's, it. that's us for the, for this week. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm glad this is in my, in my thing actually, man. Yeah, like, you're like, going to have to do it, aren't you? <laughs> well, yeah, otherwise it won't go green. Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah, exactly. No, I, this was really fun, actually. It's fun to do it. And I think uh, I really hope our listeners are going to enjoy seeing how we go through this process. Yeah, because it is actually endless. Like, you can just keep going back and forth yeah, as well. Yeah. Like, oh, well, maybe, you know. Um, <laughs> um, but that's, yeah, and and he's he's set up. He's set up now, so... Good on you, Steve. Good luck, mate. Yeah, good, um, good luck, I hope Steve. You enjoy it. All the best. Yeah, you'll, you'll have fun. Well, I think that that's us for this week. Yeah, no, totally, Matt. Um, it was a good one. I enjoyed that. Something a bit different. So, uh, yeah. Until until next week, Matt. Have a good weekend out on the trails, and I'll I'll see you. I'll see you when I see you. Yeah. See you around. All right. Thanks, guys. Make sure you share the podcast with all your friends just from Spotify. You just straight share it to your Instagram story. Give us a shout out. Tag at MTB underscore PhD or at Dr. Will O'Connor, all one word, lowercase, 
as per usual. Till next week. See you later. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe or sign up to our course. We've got 50% off, you know. 50% off, it's proving very popular. Training Peaks just shared it. So get get after that. We're excited to put that out there. All right, now I'm done. Okay. <laughs> See you later. See ya.